This is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. Jeremy, it's our Youth Worker Recharge. We, listen, if if you can't do dad jokes, like what what is life, right? Okay. I had a great one last night. And it it got a eye roll from my entire family. And oh, I was gosh, I can't wait about for this. It. Okay. Um, which amphibian does the best in school? I I got nothing. It's the one that'll axolotl questions. <laughs> I was so happy. And amazing the eye rolls that my children gave me i mean it was painful to watch that's, but i loved every second of it that is so good thank you chris what are we talking about today axolotls that was why we saw that joke yes it, that's it, right it, because a little frilly salamander kind of a thing no um Perfect. listen if you are watching us live on facebook today um you are in the middle of february ash wednesday 2023 is next week and you may be experiencing sort of that doldrum of youth ministry where your like attendance starts to kind of dive off of a cliff, right? Um, because it's the middle of the academic year, because winter sports are busy, whatever the reasons are, I'm going to wager that you are starting to see less people attending your youth ministry gatherings than you saw at the beginning of the year. Is that fair to yeah. say? Yeah, and and beginning of the year, depending on how you think about years, either school year or actual calendar year. Yes, yes. So I'm I, when I say that, I, I guess I'm saying beginning of the school year, right? Like there's sort of this right. traditional model of looking at like we're going to have a fall kickoff when everybody goes back to school. Then we're going to do some big fall stuff. We're going to get everybody excited about the year ahead. And now, right. if that was your model, you're in the middle of it all, and Maybe you've run out of steam on those big kickoff activities. If there was a big midwinter event that like a bunch of churches did together, that's now in the rearview mirror. Mm -hmm. And so you're kind of in this in-between phase until Easter shows up. Right. And um, and Easter is oddly not a boon for youth ministry attendance generally either. Correct. Uh, it, people come to church, but they don't do other things. Um, that day. So, uh, you know, the question that I feel like we want to ask is, what do you do when attendance is declining? And I, I wanted, I, if it's okay, Chris, yeah, I, I would like to start. Uh, you can absolutely start. The right. only thing I'm going to say, just be honest about it, right? <laughs> like, do not lie, do not cover it up. Like, if you realize your attendance is dropping a little bit, own it and go on. Own it. You're up. Yes. I think the very first thing I have to say is possibly the hardest thing. I don't know that I will ever actually be able to do this. Oh, but interesting. Okay. It is, it, I, I constantly, I have to remind myself of this, uh, both in high and low attendance times. And that is that like attendance, yes. does the attendance at the, the ministry program that I am responsible for is is not directly tied to my value as a person <laughs> or my uh, 
ability at any in any given hour of uh, of doing ministry, the effectiveness of my program from week to week. It's just it's not that because like when it is high, when attendance is high, I have this tendency to be like, man, I'm crushing it. I am so good. Everybody <laughs> should read my books. And when it is low, I'm like, why, how did I ever get a contract to write anything? Like no one should, I'm worthless as a youth pastor or pastor or whatever it is. Uh, and that's just not healthy. And I don't know why it's baked in, but it just is for a lot of people, maybe not everybody, but for a lot of people it is. And so like when attendance declines, I want you to stop doing that. And it's really important that you reframe for your volunteers and your students um, it, a, a healthy way of thinking about attendance, right? Sure. So that, that means that like you don't start your thing being like, man, I really wish other people were here or like, thanks for coming for the handful of you that did, right? <laughs> or guys, I know there's not many of you here, but I'm going to do this anyway, right? Like those are the things that like, those are not helpful um, because it, it, that's part of why it's so deeply ingrained in me is because anytime there wasn't many people there, people would apologize for it, would talk about how bad it was mm-hmm. um, when I was growing up. And uh, and it's just not like that's just it is natural. There's natural ebb and flow to attendance. Um, and and so, like, instead, we have to do it for ourselves and then model it for the youth and adults Um that are part of our program in how we talk about it, right? Yeah, I, I think that's a huge point. And I'm really glad that you started with that because it actually reminds me of the crash course on administration that you and I oh, yeah. wrote together and the crash course on discipleship that you and I wrote together as well. Um, I'll, I'll make sure to put the link in the chat um, a little bit later on for those crash courses in youth ministry. Um, but Part of the reason I think it's baked in, I mean, you mentioned this, right? It's a very human response, right? right. That when numbers are bigger, um, particularly in our culture, in our context, we have a, a tendency to think that bigger is better, right? Or somehow right. bigger means more successful. Um, mm-hmm. And our crash course about administration and discipleship actually talks about how that's not always the case, right? Like right. a big group might be very, very superficial and you might not actually be doing a ton of transformative ministry um, yeah. when you've got these huge numbers because relationally you can't be connected with that many people. At the same yeah. time, supernatural to look out when you're in a youth space or maybe when you're in the sanctuary or those kind of things and say, oh man, I, I, this would be so much more energetic if there were more people here. Mm-hmm. Um, but avoiding those phrases that you mentioned from the from the pulpit or from your microphone or or from wherever your position of power is um, is so important because as soon as you say them, it discounts the energy that everybody who did show up is bringing to your meeting. Right? If you say, "Well, not many of you came, but we're going to do this anyway," man, does that yeah. just take the air out of the room even more? And does that encourage somebody who made the effort to attend that night really be excited about coming back? Probably. Yeah. Not. I remember, I think this was one of the earliest times that I can remember kind of having these thoughts. I was at a big national youth ministry, uh, like training thing 
uh, you know, I was a year or two in as a youth pastor. And it was one of these that like had super late night options, right? You know, you okay. had like all day, then you could come back. There were like concerts, but also extra seminars and stuff. And I remember I went to one about like how to have a youth website, I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. There weren't many people there. And uh, and the guy started out saying like, well, it's not many of you here, but, um, but you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and do this. And I was like, whoa what are you talking about? I'm here. Like, right. I, I just had dinner and came back to do this. Like what <laughs> I was really sort of offended that, that he sure. was like that. Cause like, and, and I, and sort of reflecting on it as he was talking, I really probably didn't pay much attention to his website thing because I was thinking about like, why am I feeling this way? And, um, and I, you know, I'm sure that's how people feel when we say those things. And so I try to say stuff like when I'm on my, in my best state of mind. So I've said all the things that I just said, but when I'm in my best state of mind, I say like, oh man, I'm really glad we've got a smaller group tonight because I love how it feels when we're, we have this sort of intimate gathering. We get to go so much deeper with each other or whatever. Yeah. Um, And I, and I say like, I like this because, and then you name a positive attribute um, uh, and that, that can be helpful. And then the other piece is if people say stuff, you say, well, you know, one of the things you have to remember is like, there's a kind of trend line, right? There's times where we have lots of students. There's times when we have not lots of students and it kind of is the same each year. And we're right now in one of those like slump downs. Um, And so it means that we get to do different kinds of things and enjoy different kinds of things at different times. Um, I think too, um, there's a certain amount of flexibility that's required of the leader uh, as you realize that like, okay, so there's kind of two roads I want to, I want to go down with you related to this topic. One of them, I guess, is like when you've planned an activity and not as many people show up as you thought were going to show up. Um, and that's where I'm going to start with this with this comment, right? Is like you need to have a few things in your back pocket as the leader um, to have some flexibility to say, okay, here's how I'm going to modify the activities or the games or the discussion or the whatever, um, so that it is the right size for this group. Um, so, like, if yeah. you had a huge game planned and you can't play that huge game, that's okay. Just kind of own it and say, you know what, we're going to save this one for a time when we've got yep. more people here because. Um, this is not going to be what it needs to be because, um, you know, without saying that out loud, right? Like you can be able to say, we're going to pivot and we're going to play this game instead. Here's one of our, you know, youth ministries, favorite games that works with the size group that we have. Just make that pivot and do it and, and make sure that you've got enough experience or idea of the foundation of why your gathering is getting together Mm -hmm. so that you can make those pivots really easily. Um, the other road is sort of like the larger trend, right? Where it's not just one time or two times or something, but what if you are on that bell curve and you're seeing this general decline in attendance, right? Like the answers to what do you do then, I think are going to be really different than what would you do if you don't have enough kids that show up on one night of a Wednesday night fellowship thing or something. Absolutely. And I think that's important because, and this goes to sort of numbers and tracking, um, you need to ask yourself if there's a lot of weeks where the attendance seems like abnormally low, 
you need to ask yourself, uh, you, you need to first sort of take those numbers and situate them in relationship to other numbers. So yep. uh, that time last year, what were your numbers, right? Yep. Um, and uh, then do the same thing with your overall church numbers, right? Sure. Go to the, whoever it is that does the attendance and say, last four weeks of attendance, could you give me those? And could you give me the, the those same four weeks last year? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and say, oh, is our, are we part of an overall church attendance trend that our church is just having less people, which would make sense that the youth ministry would also have less people? Yep. Um, or is our youth ministry losing people for, for one reason or another? And, and I think it's important to if it's if it does feel like it's it's a, something that is youth ministry specific, um, the real easy thing is to just start calling people who aren't there, and um, yeah. and when and we call them, we don't have to quiz them or pressure them or whatever. We just say, "Hey, I was calling and want to let you know I was praying for you because you're probably going to leave a message because they don't have your number saved, right?" Mm-hmm. And I'm praying for you and just know that I missed seeing you last week, right? Don't be like, you haven't shown up in two months, you know, like just, I missed seeing you last week, thought of you, said a prayer for you. Um, and as you, you kind of do that, you can get into some places where you're like, you say something, you, you get an answer or a text back and they're like, oh, uh, soccer has been traveling. Yeah right? Or whatever. And, you know, if you've got a 300 member youth group, which is, I don't know, maybe five Methodist youth groups in the country. That's a a big um, group. Yeah. Right. But if you've got a a huge youth group, you know, you might, the random, a random change in a soccer schedule or whatever won't make a big impact. But if you've got a youth group of 10 people and two or three of them have joined a soccer team that moved its practices to Sunday evening, you didn't know. I mean, that's a large percentage. Yeah. And you can say, oh, well, you know what? Um, we actually had this thing happen, <laughs> right? And it's not because of there's something wrong with the youth ministry. There's not something that we've done or something we're not doing well or somebody we've offended or whatever. Uh, it's because this sort of trend happened and and we'll need to either... Uh, reimagine what we're doing if it's you know half of our kids or you know wait it out it's only a couple months more and and we'll be back and we'll just put a note on our calendar when that ends to double back with those kids and and pull them back in uh in to an active thing yeah it 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 kind of gets into that administration piece again right like mm-hmm. being able to do that year on year comparison of like you know how many people are available at this time and how many people right. are showing up um combined with like the really powerful information that's there when you're talking about like actually being attentive to who shows up. And so, you know, run a report from your church's database or your own attendance tracker thing and say, okay, so who has been here in the last two months and who hasn't been? And does that sort of fit the pattern of, of who they are and, and what their attendance usually looks like, or, you know, what has changed? Cause again, in those phone calls or, you know, texts or, you know, sort of whatever the communication mode is that you like to use with youth and their families, um, that sort of positive check-in to say, hey, I just, 
I, I started missing you and mm-hmm. um, wanted to let you know, just like, I really miss seeing you around, wanted to catch up, you know, let me know what's going on. And maybe it is soccer practice. Maybe it's, uh, you know, a show at school that somebody's gotten super duper busy with. Um, and that just gives you the opportunity to, to continue to build the relationship and to, you know, say, well, oh, man, okay. So, so when that's run its course, love to be able to see you around here. Um, or, you know, are there games that I could come and see you at, right? Like mm-hmm. if uh, soccer has become such a big thing for you, yeah. um, is, is there a game that would be easy for me to come to? And would you want me to show up and cheer for you in a really embarrassing way and tell the axolotl <laughs> joke to everybody that's sitting in the stands because it's so great? That's totally okay yeah. as well. Um, and I think the other, another thing that I find is like, um, I, uh, I think as a youth worker or as the person in charge of youth, if you're a pastor, um, an appointed pastor there or, or a licensed local pastor, um, we are, I am sort of firmly committed. I, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago to, the, to this idea that like our responsibility is to all of the kids on our roles. Yeah. And that means a bunch of students that don't ever show up for lots of reasons. Um, but one of the things at these sort of moments that can be really great is to do an intentional personal communication with everybody on the roll, right? Every kid that's on the yeah. roll yeah. to a phone call or a postcard. Uh, I'll tell you, snail mail has never been more effective. I agree. Personal snail mail has never been more effective because um, students receive none, (laughs) you know, and so um, it's a real big deal when they get a postcard from the pastor or the youth pastor or one of their volunteers. If you've got a lot of you've got a a lot of people in the role, see if their volunteers will each do five. And um, and if you if you've got if it's doable for you, do it. Just knock out you know, a couple of hours out of your schedule and write a like real quick, doesn't have to be revolutionary, right? But a real quick note saying like, hey, just wanted you to know I was praying for you today. And um, if I'd love to hang out and get ice cream or coffee or whatever it is that you do sometime and put, you know, put your your cell phone or your email or whatever down and uh, handwritten and Boom. Yeah. Don't handwrite the address though, by the way. The, <laughs> Do you the, want to make sure it gets there? Are you saying you ever want to make sure writing? Yeah. That oh, a, yeah. I, that that's confession? just, that's the confession. That's, that's, that was a statement to me. I should never handwrite addresses. In fact, I had this thing where I had a volunteer and their job. I, I noticed two things. When I handwrote addresses, they got returned to sender. And uh, when I, and writing the address, Looking it up, writing address was a thing that I hated more than anything in the world and would cause me to not write notes. <laughs> so I found a volunteer, like a little old lady in a Sunday school class that would come up on like Tuesday mornings and log into the church comp- database. And I would just write the kid's name on in the like two. And then she would, in very nice penmanship, handwrite the address out of the database and mail it. It was great. She was was not a person you would want to just hang out with teenagers, but she was really happy that we had youth ministry and wanted to support it. So oh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. And change life changing. How many it was so I I always that was one of the things that I always made sure that was somebody's job, either volunteer or staff was to address cards because otherwise I, it would not happen. 
That's incredible. <laughs> um, I think maybe my closing thought on our uh, topic today goes back to the thing that you brought up about, you know, looking at overall church attendance patterns, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and paying attention to where people are showing up, right? Like maybe youth are starting to attend worship with their parents or because we are coming up into like Ash Wednesday and the season of Lent and some of that kind of stuff. If your church has like sort of special seasonal programming and Mm -hmm. the families of your youth only have like an hour or two or, you know, whatever per week, and they end up doing some of this special programming stuff instead of your stuff, Mm -hmm. um, figuring out that attendance pattern and that attendance data can do a couple of really good things for you. One of them is you can look at your own youth ministry calendar and say, okay, I I can stop offering some of these things because my youth and my families are already engaged in coming to do like the Ash Wednesday service or this special Lent Bible study or those kinds of things. Um, It also gives you as the leader, the opportunity to maybe attend some of those things in person and just be present at something that you're not in charge of, right? Like be able to kind of broaden the idea of youth ministry activities to include any activity that is part of your church's ministry plan where young people and their families are present. Right. Right. Um, and just be, be present in that. If, if that does mean the Ash Wednesday service, you know what, go to that Ash Wednesday service instead of having yes. a Wednesday night, small group, like say, Hey, you know, I know we usually do our own thing on Wednesday nights, but you know, this Wednesday we're, we're going to go along with the whole church and we're, we're going to be there. We're going to do the ashes. We're going to say the prayers. Um, yeah. And there's a, a, a amazing stuff that happens when you show up at ministry activities that you are not in charge of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will drop a couple of links to um, some Lent resources for people just because that came up. There are um, There's a worship series that Young People's Ministries was able to develop that works along with Discipleship Ministries uh, worship stuff uh, for the Lent season in particular. So if you're looking for free discussion resources that would last you somewhere between six and eight weeks. This series is called Learning to Live Inside Out, uh, available for free download. And Jeremy helps to coordinate the publication of these things and um, get a bunch of different writers for these things. I'd love whenever we get to share about them because these are written by youth ministers that are out serving youth ministry positions. And so they've (laughs) got a great idea of what works and what doesn't work. Um, and this one is particularly good. The, um, series starts for February 22nd, actually. So mm-hmm. includes materials there going forwards. Uh, and then there is, um, a partnership between a couple of different annual conferences. Um, and it is called hashtag picture Lent. Um, and they do picture Lent and picture Advent. So, um, these are like really brief devotions that you can do at home with your family. Um, one of the big things I'm hearing right now from a lot of church leaders is like, you know, what are some things that we can provide to youth and their families that they could do at home without needing Mm -hmm. to be at church? Picture Lent and Picture Advent are some of those things. Read a really brief devotion, look at a picture, talk about what it means to you, and then maybe take a picture and share it using hashtag Picture Lent and see what everybody else is thinking in terms of the same devotions that are out there as well. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, Jeremy, thanks for hanging out today as always as part of the Youth Worker Recharge. Know that our prayers are always with you. <laughs>